Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. It's Thursday, May 4th, 2023, and this is Markets Daily from Coindesk. I'm Adam B. Levine here again with Adrian Bluss for a daily news roundup. On today's show, we're talking Bitcoin, regulators, top headlines, and more. And just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. Bitcoin, Ether, and other top-traded tokens are higher in markets showing mostly green. The original cryptocurrency pushed above $29,000, following the Federal Reserve's much-anticipated 25 basis point interest rate hike on Thursday, with some analysts speculating on a strong break to the upside after over a month of trade in a narrow wedge. The move above that 29k level came a few hours after the Fed's hike amid assurances that the banking system was now, just after the second-largest failure in U.S. history, safe and sound, even as rumors continue to swirl about yet another bank failure which could be fast approaching. Shares of PacWest Bank Corp fell more than 50% in after-hours action on Wednesday, following a Bloomberg report that the U.S.-based lender is mulling a range of strategic options, something we've heard before from banks in the run-up to a problem. Crypto services provider Matrixport has said that if Thursday's rate rise proves to be the last of the cycle, then Bitcoin could rally some 20% to $36,000. Despite trading volumes declining slightly, the, quote, path higher sees only limited resistance. The company said in a research note out this morning. And relatedly, the end of the recent earnings season will see stock buybacks restart, which will, quote, continue to be a tailwind for stocks and risk assets more broadly, the note added. Elsewhere, Banrian Capital's chief strategist, Victoria Bills, points to the ongoing banking crisis in the U.S. as yet another driver of crypto prices that counterbalances the Fed's ongoing interest rate hikes. Quote, As panic and market reactivity increase, perceptions of failures within the banking system could lead to the ongoing turmoil in regional banks, Bills said on Coindesk TV. Back in April, which was just days ago but seems a lot longer, Too Big to Fail Bank JP Morgan said in a report that the current banking crisis is a, quote, vindication for the crypto ecosystem. The U.S. banking system and the intense shifts in U.S. bank deposits to U.S. money market funds are viewed by crypto supporters as a vindication of the crypto ecosystem, the report noted, with analysts arguing that the crisis, quote, exposed the weakness of the traditional financial system, given banks' maturity mismatch is susceptible to bank runs, end quote. We don't often agree with the biggest U.S. bank by deposit holdings, but in this case, they've nailed it. Zooming back in on Bitcoin, the original cryptocurrency's so-called dominance ratio, measuring Bitcoin's share of the total cryptocurrency market cap, has risen sharply since the onset of the ongoing U.S. banking sector instability almost two months ago. Since early March, the dominance rate has increased from 42% to a 22-month high near 49%, which really demonstrates the top cryptocurrency's outperformance relative to the broader market, according to data tracked by charting platform TradingView. 
the Spider Regional Banking ETF, which seeks to replicate the performance of an index derived from regional U.S. banks, has dropped by 35% over that same time period. No doubt as we move closer to the weekend, all eyes will be on Friday's U.S. employment numbers to see how it impacts the price of crypto and the overall narrative. But on the other hand, there might be another bank failure before then, or over the weekend, which could drive up crypto's price. The fact that we're even discussing further failures, and that it's not merely feasible but approaching predictable at this point even as the authorities continue to tell us otherwise, is yet another worrying sign that the people running our money are just making it up as they go and hoping for the best. Today's crypto coverage comes courtesy of Coindesk Markets Analysts, Lila Ledesma, Glenn Williams, Jamie Crowley, Ankar Godbley, and Sam Reynolds. Bitcoin is currently trading at $29,070 per token. That's up 2.65% over the last 24 hours, while Ether is trading at $1,900 even, which is up about 2.7% over the same time period, according to the Coindesk Market Index. And speaking of the Coindesk Market Index, we're looking at an absolute reading this morning of 1,276. That compares against yesterday's reading of 1,246 and represents just under 2.5% gains across top traded tokens on the day. And now, with traditional markets, here's Adrian Blust. Thank you, Adam. U.S. and European stocks resumed their slide this morning as the industry's worst crisis since 2008 rumbled on, with California's beleaguered lender PacWest exploring a possible sale. In the U.S., both the Dow Jones Industrial Average and the S&P 500 lost one and two-thirds of a percent, while the tech heavy Nasdaq lost one and a half percent. Over in Europe, most major indices fell, with London's FTSE 100 shedding more than three-fourths of a percent, while the regional stock 600 fell six-tenths of a percent. Germany's DAX, meanwhile, fell just over half a point. In Asia, stocks mostly gained with Hong Kong Sang Sang Index gaining one and a quarter percent, while mainland China's Shanghai Composite gained eight tenths of a percent. Japan's Nikkei 225, meanwhile, was closed for holiday. In commodities markets, Brent crude, the global benchmark for oil, gained just under two tenths of a percent, trading at $72.72 per barrel. Gold, meanwhile, is trading at $2,042. That's up nine tenths of a point over the same time period. Today's traditional market coverage draws from the FT and Market Watch. Thanks very much for that, Adrian. Stay tuned for after the break, where we're going to dig in once again to top headlines. We'll be right back. Hey, listeners, Adam B. Levine here with some exciting news. As of Monday, May 1st, you'll be able to find Markets Daily on the Coindesk Podcast Network, as well as this feed that you currently subscribe to. The Coindesk Podcast Network actually is something that I started when I was a managing editor at Coindesk and has tons of interesting content that'll take you beyond the headlines and provide a wide array of perspectives, which is something very important to me. We've got a very special program to share with you on May 1st to kick off this next era in the history of Markets Daily. So go check it out. Give it a follow. You'll find the link in the show notes. And thanks for listening. Welcome back. The U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, or SEC, took one small step backwards in regulating the crypto sector on Wednesday when it erased what would have been its first formal definition of so-called digital assets from its latest hedge fund rule. While the SEC had initially included the definition in its 2022 proposal to overhaul mandatory disclosures for hedge funds, the securities regulator yanked it in the final rule approved by the commissioners. The agency included a footnote to explain itself, quote, the commission and staff are continuing to consider this term and are not adopting digital assets as part of this rule at this time, end quote. And yet, even as the agency declines to define what the term actually means, they are certainly continuing to consider crypto matters, which have taken an outsized role in both its enforcement actions and its ongoing rule proposals. Quote, the SEC is a regulator that requires transparency from its registrants, but it is continuing to withhold regulatory clarity by not defining digital assets. 
said Anne-Marie Kelly, a partner at Mercury Strategies, who was a longtime SEC official. She suggested that the commission may have deleted the definition because, quote, any recognition of digital assets' uniqueness as a novel product weakens their litigation stance that digital assets are securities and subject to the SEC securities laws, end quote. That revision, by the way, which drew sharp criticism from the industry and from two of the five SEC commissioners, is just one of several recent policy moves that seem clearly intended to ensnare crypto into existing rules. The securities regulator made an earlier proposal back in February that could bar investment advisors from keeping assets at crypto firms, and it's not the only move they've made like that this year. Coindesk's Jesse Hamilton has more. Meanwhile, Nate Chastain, the former head of product at non-fungible token platform OpenSea, was convicted of money laundering and wire fraud in a New York federal court yesterday, according to a report from Reuters. Chastain was forced to resign from his role back in September of 2021 after allegations of insider trading spread across social media. Chastain was accused of abusing his position, which included selecting which NFTs would be featured on the OpenSea homepage to illegally profit. According to the case, Chastain made more than $50,000 from June of 2021 to September of 2021 by buying NFTs that he knew would be featured on the company's website on the cheap and then selling them at inflated prices after the increased attention caused prices to predictably jump, prosecutors alleged. Chastain attempted to conceal his purchases by using anonymous wallets and OpenSea accounts, although he was pretty quickly discovered by blockchain sleuths. The narrative around Chastain initially focused on allegations of insider trading, which were somewhat puzzling since the concept of insider trading requires that the thing being traded be a security with protected characteristics, which at least to date has not been established about the average collectible token, despite regulator desires that might prefer otherwise. After attempting and failing to get the case dismissed on procedural grounds, Chastain went to trial in Manhattan on April 24th. After three days of deliberation, the jury found him guilty on both counts, but faces a maximum of 40 years in prison. Coindesk Cheyenne Ligon has more on this one in the show notes. Elsewhere, North Carolina's House of Representatives yesterday unanimously passed a bill prohibiting the state's agencies and institutions from accepting payments in central bank digital currencies, more commonly known as CBDCs. Representatives voted 118 to 0, with two excused absences, in favor of the bill in its second reading that would prevent the state's court system or any agencies tied to the state from accepting a Federal Reserve-issued digital dollar. The bill also, by the way, bans the state from participating in any pilot tests of such a currency. Coindesk Sundali Hundagama reports. And finally, U.S.-based publication Sports Illustrated is launching a non-fungible token or NFT ticketing platform built on the Polygon network. Sports Illustrated ticking marketplace known as SI Tickets has developed what they call Box Office in partnership with Ethereum software firm Consensus, which is, among other things, the company behind the crypto wallet MetaMask. The announcement, which came out on Tuesday, says that it'll be the first complete NFT ticket service, allowing event owners, organizers, and promoters to use it to build further engagement opportunities into tickets, such as highlights, collectibles, and offers through a feature called Super Ticket. Coindesk's Jamie Crowley has more on this one. And that's our show for today. Thank you very much for listening. If you have any questions or comments, send the show an email at podcast at coindesk.com or you can email me directly at adamlevine at coindesk.com. If you like what we're doing, we always appreciate reviews on Apple Podcasts or your preferred listening platform. This episode was produced by Adrian Blust and myself with further support from the podcast team over at coindesk.com. Have a great rest of your day and we'll be back tomorrow with another episode of Markets Daily.